When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. And we are back for another week. And this week, we're going to uh, not only dive into the Mandela effect, but also posit a, a probable theory that I think uh, touches at least upon science. I don't know that it's scientific. Well, it's um, this pod. What do you if expect? It was, if it was, if it was scientific, science. it would just be a theory. It would <laughs> yeah, be. Right. Right. We so what the hell uh, we're talking about. <laughs> and we got a we got a bunch of cool stuff coming around, don't we? Yeah, uh, we do. I think we're doing a live show sometime we are soon. Doing we're a live show. that Bigfoot Tap Room, appropriately named Tap Room in downtown Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And we got a great episode with Atlanta-based comic Katie Hughes coming out soon. And uh, did our did our episode with our buddy Mike Mello come out? Yeah. Well, we we I think we definitively proved that Michael Jackson's parents were not. Yeah, Diana Ross, Diana Ross, and Smokey Robinson. Yeah, listen to that. I think you should definitely, and then then join the patron. Yeah, because, you know, we got episodes and you have money, so do it. So just, yeah, give us five bucks a month and uh, join us. I'm excited this week, not only because of our topic, but because we are joined uh, by a very special guest, uh, Gianmarco Cerezi. Hello. Hello. From joining us from New York City, but we are really pumped because you will be down in raleigh north carolina headlining the upstairs room at good nights comedy club our home club yes uh, and uh when this episode comes out it'll be that weekend so we have lots of raleigh fans please come out to the show yeah, pack it out please. buy your tickets as soon as you hear this episode and please yeah i'm begging you <laughs> i hope i hope you have a, a mandela effect you think i'm john mulaney <laughs> and you come to the show for that <laughs> Now you've been on you've been on Comedy Central. You have a you have a. Uh... It sounded like you were saying Comedy Central, and you were trying to think of one other thing to fill up. <laughs> well, I, no, well, but, I, but I, I, I was watching little... you. I was watching some clips of you today, trying to find out if there was a conspiracy that I could pull from your material, but there was not. Uh, I uh, talk I talk a little bit about the QAnon uh, people. Yeah. I, I have a bit about how uh, there's no such thing as crisis actors. Because there's no such thing as an actor who booked a job and kept it a secret. All right. <laughs> if, if I booked a shooting, I'd be on Twitter the next day. Like, guys, can't say what it is, but tune into CNN at three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just something so deep where I think, like, there's such a desire for order in the world that it's like, oh, well, there couldn't be a world where uh, these many children are just shot. There right. must be a conspiracy going on. And I go, I think some of the visceral wanting to believe in it is just being like, well, the world isn't this cruel mm-hmm. and yeah. this random. Yeah. Right? But it is. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, the other thing too, I guess, is that uh, one of the things that we've laughed about is the, the Q shaman. Do you know who the Q shaman is? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I opened for him for a while. On the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my, that's my, my thought. He, he was a, he was an actor 
like an out of work actor. He was a legit actor, yeah, not a crisis actor. Sure. Just a, I mean, he had the wardrobe ready to go. Right. Yeah, I got a prop closet. I could storm the Capitol <laughs> in something fun. <laughs> I could do my own makeup. This is easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of fun. I mean, like, I, I I know enough local Raleigh comics who, if they could trade the little bit of stage time they get for being a leader of a massive rebellion, they would gladly. Hey, yeah. we, we had a New York comic who was uh, on the front lines doing interviews the day. Oh, of. That's, oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's so crazy. So I, I, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I, I don't, I don't blame him if he's out of work, man. I've, when I was, uh, you know, I act now and again, and I, one, like, I think it was like four years ago, something, I got an email and they're like, Hey, we need you to act in this thing. Basically we need you to play a reporter and uh, basically what you're going to be doing is you're going to be taking a pro-oil pipeline stance. Basically, they were creating propaganda that they were trying to use against the yeah, Native American sure. peoples. And, and I was just like, no. But then I saw a fellow actor from doing Raleigh it. doing it. And I was like, oh, I can't be your friend ever again. It's really scary. I mean, first, I've performed stand-up comedy for people I very politically just dis- I did a, sh- a corporate show once and they started auctioning off guns in the middle of it. Oh, wow. And it said oh. that it said that I was being brought to them presented by Exxon Mobil. Oh, so nice. like that was tough. <laughs> but as an actor, I remember once, oh man, I, you know, saying yes to everything. A friend booked me on this. It was a hand modeling thing. Like hand, not, not hand modeling, but like hands in front of the camera, like oh, yeah. taking a picture that said like schools and then throwing it in the trash. <laughs> and as I'm doing it, I realized that it was a political ad and I like, I'm Googling this guy's name. I'm like, please be a Democrat, please be a Democrat. <laughs> and I think it was, uh, but I like to think, uh, I, I almost did a fundraiser recently, so I, I don't want to lie, but I do, I would like to be someone who does not perform at political rallies that does not do fundraisers. Even if I want Democrats to win, I don't want to be, you know, uh, at the, the yeah. Biden, the Biden right. fundraiser. Cause I'm like, well, he does all these things that I disagree with and I want right. to be independent of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah, a good hill to die on for sure. But it's tough. I mean, I, if, if I were to ask Colbert, if I ever got to interview Colbert, like, or be honest, I'd be like, don't you think it's kind of gross to have any of these politicians on your show? Don't yeah. you think? Don't you yeah. think you're just you're, you're no matter what you say, it's a platform, and you don't have to do it. And don't you wish you could just say no politicians ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Because yeah, and he'd say he'd say security. <laughs> yeah. Who is this guy? <laughs> I would wait till I did the set on his show first. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that's what we've struggled with is because we don't we don't. I don't want to stake a claim so firmly on any side of an issue that I can't objectively look at the other side and at least listen where like when you say, I, I can't even listen to you because that's nonsense. And I, and, and I think a lot of conspiracy theories are nonsense. I think flat earthers are crazy. I think in some regard, I think they're just attempting to rhetorically argue for against all knowledge in sort of an esoteric way. Yeah. Like how do we know anything? I think it's more of a, a an and, exercise and I, of that. And it's funny now that when you phrase it like that, I go like, I do like going all the way with that, with right, going right. like, well, all yeah. experience is subjective, so who knows? Exactly. But they, uh, that's interesting because I do like that kind of thinking sometimes. But they take it and then they bring it like a little bit more into <laughs> your day to day life, and you're like, well, no, not that. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. I mean, but in a way, what I'm proposing is maybe even more uh, uh, conspiratorial. I'm saying reality doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. We're just saying this is a flat. <laughs> but I'm like, you're crazy, <laughs> and I'm I'm deep. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know it's, you know the 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 reality is a really nice segue into this topic today because this this conspiracy theory has existed uh at least the the phrase uh has existed for 12 years mandela effect i think it's become a little bit more commonplace within the last let's say five years it's mm-hmm. it's it's entered the zeitgeist for if you say mandela effect most people at least know what you're talking about but it the off chance that somebody listening does not the mandela effect is a is a name for the phenomena of mass shared false memories and it it takes its name from south african leader nelson mandela who was imprisoned released from prison was president of south africa and then died in 2000 something 12 Mm. at some point uh but uh many people remember that nelson mandela live died in prison they remember the 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 news event thousands of people and that that idea that like thousands and thousands of people can share a false memory uh, has become known as the mandela effect and there are countless examples and inevitably if you look through the examples out there you find one where you're like okay that that one got me mm-hmm. like yeah shazam is the oh one. yeah so you remember shazam uh yeah i mean i was i was quite young but but what is it that it, it was Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, Kazam, it was Kazam, or Kazam with Shaquille yeah. O'Neal is a real movie. Kazam with Sinbad uh-huh. is supposedly never existed. Now let me just say something. If I misremembered anything involving <laughs> a black person, I would never claim like, no, I think I'm right. Right. Yeah. yeah no. No. I'm pretty sure that was uh, Sinbad. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die in that hill. <laughs> you tell me it was a different black man. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I fucked <laughs> that one up. But it is no. It's a fascinating thing where you you. I mean, the Berenstein Bears one is a big yes. one. That's mm-hmm. about the spelling, right? Right. So mm-hmm. the the uh, Berenstein S T E I N versus Berenstein S T A I N. The closest I've seen to proof, I've seen a few things that that prove the Mandela effect. One was a TV guide that somebody posted that had Baron Stein, S-T-E-I-N, oh. like coming up on TV. And people are like, God, I'm like, like as if the copy editor for the Baron Stain Bears on TV guy couldn't possibly misspell right, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, but, let, me, let me just, as a Jew, I could also argue like, <laughs> here's another example of like this weird Jewy name you mixed up. And yeah. it's like, I, w- I want to know how many people thought it was Stain that were Jews. Because right, I feel yeah. like the Jews were like, no, they were, they were a Jewish family. All those bears. Yeah. What is interesting though is that the people that remember it as Baron Stein Bears, they they will die on that hill. They are like, I will absolutely never, ever admit that it's the Berenstain Bears. Same with the Shazam. I mean, I know that you said I won't, I won't die on that hill, 
but there, I'll, I'll I'll find one in my list of things here that you probably would be willing to say. Fruit of the Loom, I'd die on that one. I would die on the Fruit of the Loom hill. What's the Fruit of the Loom one? So they the, said, remember, yeah, oh, go ahead. Fruit of the Loom logo, do you remember that? Can you conjure that in your head? Uh-huh, I'm conjuring. What, it like? Describe it to me. Uh, there's definitely an apple. There's definitely grapes. What's holding the fruit? Is there anything holding yeah, the Yeah, what's fruit? holding your fruit? I don't remember anything holding it. Well, there's a oh. a uh, a horn of plenty, a cornucopia, cornucopia yeah. uh-huh. holding the fruit, which oh, apparently now never existed. Okay, I I can see in my head that image. Yes, and I here I'll go one step further. I remember a kid in elementary school who asked if that was a croissant, and we all <laughs> laughed at him. Yeah, what an idiot. And we're like, what an idiot. And someone said, no, that's a cornucopia. And I didn't know what a croissant or a cornucopia was. <laughs> How old I was, was this was fourth grade. Fourth, who's, I, who's calling a fourth grader an idiot for not knowing cornucopia? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I just kind of went dummy. along with it. But you I remember specifically this kid getting made fun of for asking whether it was a croissant. Are there any theories? Was there like a different brand that had a cornucopia? They, oh, it's it's the theory is that. It's a Mandela effect. That just, but like, is the effect saying, is the effect stating a mass delusion? Is that what it's, that yes. what it, that's what it is. That's mm-hmm. what it, 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 what, what social scientists would say is that it's very easy for groups of people to misremember things in mass. Um, and what do you think your memory was then? Yeah. I don't know because I you vividly think it was a cornucopia that. in some other context. Yes, like like uh, like in that one is a, a good example is the Monopoly Man. Do you remember mm-hmm. the Monopoly Man that was on the, the yeah mustache, yeah. tiny eyes on the Pringles can? Yeah, I know that guy. No, <laughs> no, <Not the game? laughs> you just added another level <laughs> oh, to oh, this. Oh. No, do you remember? Do, okay, do you remember him having a monocle? Yeah, yeah, he had a little little monocle, right? Sure. I feel like you're misleading me. <laughs> well, no, he d- apparently did not. I remember him having a monocle, but people say you're remembering Mr. Peanut. I, I uh. like I like if that's how you do every everything. <laughs> you're like, you remember the monocle. You remember he had it. Yeah. He had it. It's like a he bad lawyer. <laughs> he didn't at all. Uh, you idiot. You sure. I can see mixing up uh, Mr. Peanut and, and Mr. Monopoly. What? Okay, here's one for you. You know that show with... Uh, <laughs> What's her name? Uh, uh, Matthew Broderick's wife. What's her name? Oh, Sarah, Jessica. Sarah Jessica. Yeah. What What was that that show with her and her friends that they were all in New York City? Sex in the City. Sex in the City, right? No, that was not the name of the show. It was not Sex in the City. It was Sex and the City. Man. Oh, wait. I knew that. I said Sex in the City. <laughs> uh, did you? Did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you two, straight gentlemen. I know it was Sex in the City. I was a big fan. So, what you remember it being Sex and the City? Uh, I remembered and the City, but okay. I could see people messing that up. Now it's I know now it's called and just like that. <laughs> what about uh, that that baloney slash uh, hot dog maker that we grew up with? What was that called? Oscar, Oscar Meyer. What, 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 was it Oscar Meyer or Oscar Mayer? Oh, man. Tell me this. It's been John Meyer this entire time? M-E-Y-E-R. 
That's not correct. It's oh, Oscar Mayer. <laughs> I think we found the hill that you'll no. die on. <laughs> the Mandela effect or am I just a shitty speller? <laughs> uh, I I definitely do remember the the Shazam one where I was like, no way, Shaquille O'Neal. Like because I I felt like I like I knew Shaquille yeah. O'Neal as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I liked Shaquille O'Neal. Like I was a fan. Yeah. But that one was I remember it being very very weird. Yeah. That one's and they, and then they made. Remember, they made a little clip of Sinbad. They like made a little trailer of oh, that, yeah. right? Which would be fun. What about uh, uh, your? What was your favorite peanut butter growing up as a kid? Jif, Jif, Jiffy, Jif, Jif, J I F, no F F Y. But many people remember, for sure, will swear that they remember it being called Jiffy peanut butter. Man, this is all. But mm-hmm. it was only Jif. Okay. How about this one also throws me off? Is do you remember Looney Tunes? Uh huh. When you watched Looney Tunes and it came on and it had that image of Looney Tunes, how was Tunes spelled? Is it T U N E S? Or was it T O O N S, like cartoons, but Looney Tunes? I know that that's correct, but I have this feeling in my head that it was U N E. It was U-N-E-S. Crazy. But lots of people were like, no, it was Looney Tunes, right? Hmm. And, and just, I wonder if it started because it was a very musical show. Like there was a lot of music that maybe... maybe yeah, I think cartoons were kind of musicals to begin with, weren't they? Did it start spelled tunes, like tunes, and then it gradually changed? Just, That's what if some guy just put it in like one episode? He's like, let's just do it one time. Yeah, it's like those dicks in Fight Club. Yeah, just destroy it afterwards. But just it just, would be it would be cool if someone made a TV show where like all these very famous examples were true, just to like continue, oh, like yeah. within the world of the show. Yeah, it was Sinbad, and Nelson Mandela did die uh, earlier, and that would be a cool that would be a cool little detail. That's a great way for search engine optimization to really get people going to your website. Yeah, they're searching for that, and they're like, "Oh, it's a hit TV show. Let me tune in." Sure, sure. Here's a good one. You guys ever see uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Mm-hmm. Ever read oh, that yeah. book? Disney. What 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 was the uh, the catchphrase of the uh, the wicked stepmother? Remember, she said something to her magic uh, thing on the on the wall. What was her catchphrase? You mean mirror mirror on the wall? Mirror mirror on the wall. Never said that. No. Oh. She said magic mirror on the wall. Man. There's no record of her ever saying mirror mirror on the wall but i distinctly remember mirror mirror on the wall just sort of being part who's of the, the fairest of them all who's the mm-hmm. fairest of them all right mirror, yeah, mirror yeah, yeah. that's interesting that definitely feels magic mirror on the wall does not sound right doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. roll doesn't roll off the tongue uh, the lucille ball show you know the famous line lucy you have some splaining to do mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, never said did say something like explain this to me but never said you have some splaining <laughs> explain this to me explain it yeah um, so I think that that if you go down the rabbit hole of Mandela effect, inevitably you find one of these that you're like, yeah, I misremember that. And there's lots of there's lots of attempts to sort of explain how do large mass false memories form, how are they reiterated, and blah blah blah. But I want to take a different tactic to try to to sort of explain this through a conspiracy theory that's emerged. Mm. Um, and the idea uh, relates to um, 
December 21st, 2012, which you may remember is the day which the Mayan calendar ended it, 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 or, or ended. And then you had to buy a new one. Yeah. yeah. It was like the, the end of <laughs> yeah. the, like they had their calendar kind of like our calendar just started at an arbitrary date, but then it measured 2,880,000 days and ended on December 12th, 2012. And everyone at the time thought, well, that's when the world ends. Mm-hmm. Now, four days before that, December 17th, 2012, I think one of the most groundbreaking scientific discoveries in our lifetime occurred. And I think we've lived in a pretty radical time in terms of discovery of science. But it was four days before that end of the world that scientists in Switzerland first captured the God particle, the Higgs boson particle. Um, and they did that at the CERN facility. And if, you, if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, it's the largest machine in the world. It's a 17-mile tunnel that makes a loop and is uh, surrounded by, I think, seven or 8,000 supercharged uh, uh, magnetic conductors, uh, which allow it to run highly sophisticated experiments. But it was designed and built to solve, I think, the preeminent problem of quantum physics over the last five decades, uh, which is the problem of mass. Oh, so like when, why when, is there so much mass in the universe? Yeah, well, where does it where does it come from? Because when they when they first wrote the mathematic formulas for quantum physics in the '60s, they were like, these all are perfectly symmetrical. Everything makes total sense, but when we add mass in, none of it makes sense. And then this guy named Higgs came along and was like, well, what if mass comes from something else? Like, what if mass is an invisible dimension that we don't really understand? And that's where it comes from. And they're like, well, okay, that makes sense. And all of our equations balance, but how do we find that? And he's like, well, let's figure out a way to find if this invisible Higgs field exists. So they built the, the facility at CERN to do this. Um, and so what they, what they did is they take protons and they shoot protons at just under the speed of light and you know, around the 17 mile circle and they collide them. And that, that explosion is so powerful that it, it causes ripples if it existed in the Higgs field. And they were like, we bl- we'll be able to measure that. Um, and if this doesn't make sense, think about like a ping pong ball. It's the best ex- explanation of, I've ever heard of it. It's like a ping pong ball in the air kind of has no mat, right? Like if you throw it to me, it had just goes back and forth very easily, no resistance, no drag. If you submerge that in water, all of a sudden it's got a lot of forces pulling on it, right? Pulling mm. up. If you throw it, it's just sort of, that's what the Higgs field is. It's like particles, electrons, protons, neutrons, they have no mass, but when they exist within the Higgs field, they have a lot of mass and mass has a huge effect on them, right? So like, well, if we collide these two protons, we should be able to measure the effect on the Higgs field. And they did it. And they're like, oh, wow, that it actually exists. And that's why some people think it's Berenstain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says at the bottom of the Wikipedia article for the CERN. It's like all that technical jargon. And then and this. <laughs> so yeah. What, yeah. Well, okay, so so you know, science time is is sort of over, and we'll get back to the conspiracy. Is that it's like when they when they collided it, 
they're like, well, okay, well, if, if we know it exists, then it probably, for lack of a better term, it probably splashes some of this Higgs field out where we can try to capture it. And they literally tried that. They're like, we're just going to try to just capture a particle. And they did on December 17th, 2021. And that particle, the God particle, right, was a groundbreaking discovery in quantum physics and our understanding of the universe because it was the first time all these cosmologists said, well, that's been our theory of how the Big Bang occurred. That like these particles from two invisible fields that we can't experience collided. And that's how universes get created. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, that's interesting because maybe we can start creating universes. Oh, that's where it gets tricky. That's a that's a movie right there. Well, and well, poorly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in fact, uh, uh, Stephen Hawking, he was a doomsday prophet, pro- like a prophet on this Higgs boson thing. He was like, "We should not, absolutely not, be trying to capture a Higgs boson particle, and and mucking around in the the fabric of the universe as we know it." in order to discover the nature of reality, because we just have no idea what could possibly happen. But the people at CERN were like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to run with it. So they started actively. (laughs) Yeah, you make some good points, but (laughs) we're just going to run with it. Yeah, these protons got to drift. we got this track. I mean, it's it's a little obscene in some ways. Just like, I I don't know what governing body controls CERN. But for a scientific How everyone, how could any government <laughs> official? I can't understand anything you just said, and I was listening with all my might. And I've read about it before. I read about no, it before. Yeah. But like that's that's the thing. How could there be a governing body? Right. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to involve people who do not know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The people at this, the top this, don't know what's happening. They're just like, I trust right. that you know what you're doing. We can't. We can't agree on a vaccine. Right. Like we can't yeah. get people to agree on a vaccine. Try to think about quantum physics. You see people on, like on Capitol Hill talking about Instagram. Yeah. And like you're going to have I mean, <laughs> just imagine any any head crews being like, we can't we we, we have to explore the Higgs boson field. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wild. <laughs> that one that one uh, that one video of the congressman cross examining Mark Zuckerberg. Uh huh. And it's just, he's, he's like, so when you, when I like something, how does someone else know that I liked it? So far and removed it, from Britain. Oh, it was, there was one other, there was another one with Instagram where they asked them about Finstagrams or something mm. or fake mm. Instagrams. And like, we need to get, we need to abolish these. And they were like, <laughs> what do you mean we abolish? It, they, I hated it all. There was that, there was a whole reason where they, they said like, is it true Instagram is detrimental to teenagers' health? And you're like, uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> true, the thing where you post pictures and you're numerically rated uh, with likes <laughs> by your peers. Does that hurt people's feelings sometimes? Yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's a governing body. I think it's, <laughs> that's why Stephen Hawking has to, like, publicly. Yeah, you know, yeah. But they were like, you know what, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna plow through and – one of the things they were like is like, we think we can create a, a small black hole. And again, physicists were like, do not do that. Do not. They're like, well, no, this is what a black hole is. It's these, it's these Higgs boson particles that we can capture momentarily and we can then collide two of them. And 
being in the world. We're just like doing our shit. We're nervous about our set somewhere in Switzerland. There's this group of scientists like, oh, my God, are we about to like suck the whole universe into this black hole we're making? And I'm like, I'm nervous about my set. <laughs> Little do we know that people are playing with, with black holes. And I bet one of those scientists has a, a nighttime comedy hobby. Sure, sure. <laughs> He's like, you wouldn't believe what happened to work today. It's like, oh, what, what happened? Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, what happened, well, I don't think this is what happened, is um, as they were working through this whole problem, they became aware of the fact that everything we know of existence is uh, separate and distinct from what they call dark matter. So if you think of a high school vision of like a, an atom and you've got that nucleus and you have all that space between it and the, and the, the particles that, that rotate around it, everything in between is dark matter. And they've been fascinated with this dark matter. And they found that they're like, well, you know what? We can access this dark matter. Now the Higgs boson particle in some regards is the first particle of the dark matter that they felt like we can now quantify this. And once we know more, then we can start to, measure and assess other dark matter and in some ways i think it's just like once you get to that point like well i just gotta i gotta keep gotta keep going right like like how far does this black hole go if i buy the if i buy this i have to use it right i Mm. mean yeah you can't be like all right shut down the 17 mile tube that we spent 10 billion dollars on yeah I don't yeah. know why they couldn't just create those glasses like they have for colorblind people. Like, just make that for dark matter. Why do we got to build this too? Just make special glasses. It's cheaper. Well, you know what they're you know what they're doing, uh, and this is we weren't going to talk about this, but now what CERN wants this has been so successful that they want to build a hadron collider that's like, like, like I don't know how many times bigger than the one they have is, but but like ten times as big. Hmm. Like I've seen the plans for it, and it's. It's like the smaller one is like a little inner circle of like the much larger one. I just one. imagine a crazy scientist running in with a bigger drawing of a circle. Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> no. Well, what is interesting, though, is that CERN has turned it. Like once they figured out that, one, we can access this field that up until now everybody thought was inaccessible. And understand what that means. Since the beginning of time, there has been a Higgs field, a field of energy that controls mass, then that means there are other fields around us that we have yet to discover, which is, again, what cosmologists said. That's how the universe began. Something that we have not understood yet collided together, sparked a bang, which created a universe. And now CERN is like, well, let's just keep working on that till we can create our own universes or at least access other universes create black holes and uh, understand how our universe came to exist and where they've really honed in on is accessing parallel universes. Mm. They have bought into the very Marvel like, uh, you know, multiverse theory. And they now think that there are other universes parallel to our own. And this is by the way, quickly going to come back to the Mandela effect. Um, so what, what the theory is, is that all of this that we've talked about with CERN, um, and if you think back to the Mandela effect, um, is that at some point, all this stuff they were doing 
essentially caused a deep tear in the fabric of our space-time continuum. And if you could imagine like two rivers that somehow through a flood or something just sort of smashed into one another and their, their content sort of bled uh, together, that like th that's, what's, that's what's happened. That's what's happening in our universe right now. Mm. Oh, it's it's like it's just so clean. I mean, this is where it's like so so the effects were a couple things were misremembered as opposed to half the people have arms coming out of their noses <laughs> and or everyone died <laughs> or <laughs> or, you know, like any anything of any real meaning. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code CBM20 for 20% off plus free ship. It's a new year, new me, with the global leaders and below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand-new Ultra Premium Body Wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. That's right. you got some loose balls, so trim them. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer plus 20% off plus free shipping with the code CBM20. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code CBM20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use CBM20. It's a new year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. What people would say is that if you think about, you know, 2012, December of 2012 being the sort of epicenter of this event, right? which somehow the Mayans predicted 2,880,000 days before, that like somehow our universe as we knew it sort of became merged with another universe. And that's why in this time, it, and, it, and in some sense, it, it operates backwards and forwards from 2012. We've had just so many bizarre things aside from the Mandela effect. Right, that that have occurred in this sort of proximity to it. I might say that probably what CERN is doing now is saying, "Yeah, we screwed up. How do we repair and reseparate these two parallel worlds before they merge into one and we have real problems?" Mm -hmm. They need Doctor Strange. I think it's just. I think it's kind of just. It's it's overspill floodwaters just sort of going. So you're basically two saying two timelines got zippered together so that if you look forward and we look back, we can't tell that there's a difference because all the teeth combine. I, I do love the idea of like someone spells Oscar Mayer wrong and they go, <laughs> no, I didn't spell it wrong. Two parallel universes combined <laughs> and I'm actually correct. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. The parallel universes just switch uh, pronunciation, E's and U's. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it was a big one, look, if, if someone said, no, Gore won, and he was the president for eight years, mm -hmm. and like 
a hundred, a million people said that. I go, wow, okay, this is weird. But <laughs> I mixed up EI and AI. Like, it's just, it's just so small. <laughs> yeah, I think you know you point out something interesting, which I don't know uh, if you can remember. Uh, psych 100 in college. If you took such a course, I took it in high school. I loved yeah. it. I yeah, it's good. But do you remember the experiment where, like, the experiment was like one guy would come into the class and everyone else in the classroom was was in on it and they would like try to plant a false memory in his mind, you know, or they would do something to make him seem like. This like, sounds like you went to a crazy school. These sound like illegal. <laughs> experiments <laughs> no, i mean they, no they didn't there wasn't my school doing this oh, okay. they were the we locked in the cage sharing these, these remember when things. danny fucked your mom <laughs> yeah, you remember that? Oh, yeah, i remember that he's like what <laughs> yeah they would do these things where like like the you know the professor would be dressed abnormally like like you know the professor would walk in dressing like a clown and everyone would just ignore it and the oh, one guy that wasn't on the joke would like look around and be like hey what's and then he would see like no one else saw it and they would just not. I love it. I love that. I wish we did more of that all the time. Make <laughs> life so much more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a prank. It's not a prank scenario you see going on in the, in the, the social media prank sphere. TikTok needs to bring it back. Yeah. It's a great one, right? <laughs> just, just doing something where. I like mass. I really do like that mass, mass to one prank. I've seen a couple with uh, stand up comics where they tell the audience before. Don't laugh. Uh, and you'll see a comic, you know, open with like his A material. And you'll see, you'll see them go like something deep going like, whoa, what, <laughs> what's going on? I love those. There's one, there's one, uh, it was a college humor. There was a group that did pranks and it was like someone shooting a free throw blindfolded from half court and they win a million dollars if they make it. And the person came before to the stadium and announced when, no matter where the ball goes, cheer. Oh, and nice. so this guy, oh, right. yeah. he, he shoots it. He, the audience goes mad and he takes off his blindfold and he's like about to cry. And then his friend is the one carrying out the check and he knows immediately. Oh. It was just like, just beautiful. <laughs> just beautiful. Destroyed him. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah. I, 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 I guess what it speaks to is that is, is peer pressure, right? Like on a mass level. If everybody remembers something, then you're like, like, no, that, that didn't happen. And how, how long will you stand in the face of what you know to be true without any real evidence except your memory to like, you know, to, to sort of say, this is what, this is what happened. I just imagine there must be like other weird, small, like maybe Sinbad did something where he was wearing pants that were similar to the movie and enough people saw that other thing or like, uh, you know, maybe did someone die around the time that Nelson Mandela, everyone thought he died and maybe someone, there was some news thing about Africa. Like there's just, I imagine there's many pieces that lead mm -hmm. to this yeah. thing. You know what this really speaks to, which is interesting is that as a, as a form of intelligence, memory is no longer considered the primary or or most coveted form of intelligence oh, yeah because they change every time you remember it you remember it different and then that becomes the solidified memory well well but that that was not always the case it, it, there are points and not 
too long ago historically where people with memories that was considered the highest form of intelligence where sacred texts were memorized mm. oral tradition was memorized you know word for word forward backwards non-linearly i mean scribes were basically people that could recite the entire torah or the old testament by memory starting at any place and ending at any place you know and, and the point was is that we have to re- the only way to remember this is to pass this along and we don't trust writing because writing can be destroyed but mm-hmm. as long as there's human memory and human memory can record something exactly and remember it exactly then it will never be lost could be interesting as as deep fakes become perfected in our uh, life right that we go back to being like well Someone that's has a, to remember it because you can't trust a video. That's exactly what I'm saying is that like when when writing came along and became accepted, you know, people always say, well, show me where that's written down. Show me the source for that. And then slowly over time where we're like, well, now there's a source for anything. The source for everything is Wikipedia, which can be changed. Right. I always think that's uh, I think of that a lot when I uh, you know, have to sign contracts and I open it up as a PDF and I go apply signature and I'm like. I didn't do anything. Anyone could recreate this mm-hmm. and it would have the same level of authenticity as the thing I just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, it becomes increasingly like, well, what's the point of this? You could fake it. Yeah. You could fake it. Let me send you my signal. It's just, it's yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that it, it, it often doesn't hold up in court if it's no, not some sort of reasonable stuff. I don't want to get into the law of it, but I want to stay with the memory part of it, which oh, is yeah. what you're saying is that once once digital mediums become so alterable that you don't trust any of them. Well, I mean, in some sense, that's why we're in a world where people are making NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. Which is to say, I can prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that this thing that I own, this amorphous non real thing is the real thing because this unalterable code is on this blockchain that nobody can, alter and in some sense i think the preservation of memory is at the heart of this and 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 maybe in a a deeper conspiracy is the idea that is that there are definitely forces in this world that want us to doubt our own memories and 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 question what is real i mean that is certainly a a truism And and i'm not avoiding talking about who it is i mean it's the source of that comes from different people but the more that people don't believe anything right the more apt they are to believe it from say their local preacher right i don't believe it unless my pastor says it right where the sources of that's why people people go i trust joe rogan more than the science exactly that's my I'm i'm also like i'm like well even just saying that uh just that statement aside from being absurd in and of itself <laughs> it's like what do you mean the scientists do you mean a specific scientist do you right, mean right. a specific lab do you mean what cnn say that the scientists say um mm. and it's it's such a such a tough issue of reputation i imagine it must be infuriating to be a scientist i i've i've wanted to like come up with something on stage where you know there's the famous um that red wine was thought to be good for you. And it was because 60 minutes did a presented a study 
uh, that ended up turning out to be uh, uh, they they couldn't replicate it. So, but CNN said it was healthy. I mean, uh, sixty minutes, and it was just such a popular show that even now, knowing all the things I do, when I order wine, there's something in me that's like, ah, oh, well, red wine that's healthy. Yeah, it's yeah. healthier, and it's yeah. like there there is a certain degree where. People sometimes like blame the scientists, but it's it's more about the media spin that they all put on this. I, I think it's totally related to food claims, which obviously they're they're so uh, you shouldn't trust any of them because they're motivated by big whatever or yeah. or just people wanting to go like oh cake makes you lose weight, sure. And then of course, and then you come along and you say oh with the vaccine though we mean this, and and just the inability of like. You know, I, I talk about uh, first Pfizer. They said it was 90% effective. Then Moderna said it was 94. So Pfizer said they were 95. And it's like <laughs> something, something's weird there. Yeah. And like there are different ways you can crunch numbers. And this is this is from like a dumb person's understanding. We're like there's different ways to crunch numbers where you're like, oh, well, 95% affected if you take off this symptom mm-hmm. or 90%. And so like there, there's no way to communicate it en masse. Yeah. And so, of course, you you start doubting CNN. Like, there's so much of, like, being mad at Joe Rogan, which is fair. But it's like, well, this is your fault. This is this is all these other people's fault. Mm-hmm. They they peddled in the same way that he exaggerates or, or, or doesn't do the full presentation. They did it for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course, they don't they don't trust you because you lied to them about eggs and milk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they then think, I don't know why they don't apply that same skepticism to Joe Rogan. I don't know why they then go, oh, this one is true, as opposed to, I'd rather have the, you know, the person who's like, it's all bullshit. And, uh, you know, I guess that goes back to, it's people who say, I'm going to do my own research and then listen to just the one guy that's not seen it, where that's like, but like, yeah, I guess you should do your own research to a certain extent. We're in a bad place, man. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you think this is somehow all of a uh, a struggle to understand nuance to a degree? And I'm not talking about the Mandela effect. Um, but, but, to, but it's like there's only so much we can do. You know, my my ultimate philosophy with if you were to put a gun to my head, say philosophy with a vaccine, I would say, well, look. Enough scientists are saying it. All these officials seem to be getting it injected into their blood. So I trust that the majority rule mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, if uh, unless I, I don't believe that, you know, Biden and, and Trump, they're all getting some other thing put in their blood. And I'm being lied to. If I lived in a different state, I might I might be a little more questioning. But uh, I couldn't understand the nuance. I couldn't. I don't have the mind for it. I right. barely could follow, you know, this stuff. And I want to. Right. I remember reading about the God particle. I remember like being interested in some of this quantum physics stuff. And I'd get the book and I'd go like, I'm not yeah. smart enough. Mm-hmm. So at right. some point with all things in life, you have to turn over control to the, you have to decide who are your authorities. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's really tough because you can't blame people for being skeptical of government. But it, but I can blame them for going. You think Joe is the guy? Mm-hmm. That's where I can blame them. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you know the 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 
the finer point to put on that is to say if if you're that kid in that that college experiment where everyone's in on the joke and the professor walks in in a clown suit and everyone's acting normal and you're like i know that i see a clown suit you guys are all crazy like i know it was berenstein bears and no matter what you tell me i'm gonna i know it Hmm. well then i think you just you end up and this is the world we live in you will seek out until you find other people who share that experience with you. Yeah, flat Earth convention. And you'll, 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 yeah, you'll find them. And and, and the There's internet. Joe Rogan's been... like, we all know Mr. Briar was in a clown suit. <laughs> That's not what he wore every day. We knew this. Yeah, we know this. <laughs> Alex yeah. Jones is yelling about it. Yeah, it's like it's like that. Uh, did you guys see the movie? Uh, I think it was called Let It Be, where like the blip happens and the the guy. No one's heard of the Beatles. Yeah. Once, once again, like a universe effect that only affects the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And, 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 but, yeah. But then he meets those people that are like, we also remember the Beatles. And he thinks they're out to like destroy his fake career. But in reality, they're like, we just want to, we're so glad you're here in this. Like, I think that's what these people feel. They're mm-hmm. like, ah, somebody finally gets me, whether that's a thousand. I mean, the Q, we talked about, we've come full circle. We've talked about the Q shaman. Like he probably felt a sense of real belonging and place in in the world. And other people felt like he really spoke to them in a real way. Um, That's how, that's how, that's how knowledge seems to work nowadays is that it's very untrustworthy. But again, there's just like so much where, especially like QAnon is this, I mean, even Trump said this, like, you know, they're just anti-pedophilia. And you're like, but there's so many pedophiles proven in networks that they're not dealing with. Right. So, like, there's just sometimes, like, I think, like, sometimes I can have sympathy with people. And then there's other times I'm like, well, no, but you're not even dealing with the ones here. We don't need pedophile fan fiction. Right. There are so many. You want to go after them? Go for it. Well, they're like, I got to cut the head off the snake. I'm not. I'm going to ignore the rest of these kids over here. I'm going to just sure. take the whole yeah. thing down. And you're exactly. Like, well, is there a whole thing, or is it maybe just everyone's like, a piece of they're shit? They're like, oh, we, we're scared about you know children. I'm like, well, then go to Afghanistan. I mean, like, yeah. there's so many, so many. There's just so many things to deal with in reality that you you just come up with with uh, impossible tasks. And you obsess about them because then you never have to confront it. Yeah. I always think about a bit about, uh, I mean, this is sort of tangential, but Renan Hirschberg, who's one of my favorite comics. Working He's great. Today, and he, he had something about people always say, oh, if I got a time machine, I'd kill baby Hitler. And he was like, you know, there's genocides happening now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Go, go yeah. do. Oh, you're not. And it's, it's the same thing with that where it's like, yeah, yeah there's a secret network and we got to get to the bottom of it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why don't you just go to the Vatican and deal with that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's people have blinders. They just want to look right. at a specific pedophile. But it's even more than blinders. I think it's more like let me find something to care about that I can't actually do anything about. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then we can just keep talking about it yeah. and get to the truth as yeah. opposed to like again, go go in person and Well, it's <laughs> anybody that has a dream without a goal. That's what it is, right? It's like you're yeah. never going to reach it. So you can wish you're famous, whatever, but you're never going to do it if you don't put some work in. Sure. So I guess I am one of them. <laughs> we all are. We all are. <laughs> that is comedy in its, in its purest <laughs> it form. Is. 
Yeah. Right. Cue yeah. for comedy. Well, uh, let me add another wrinkle before uh, we we start wrapping things up because I, I I know that the theory that CERN opened up some sort of interdimensional, parallel dimensional rift that has allowed our universe where Kazam was a real movie to blend in with Shazam universe. <laughs> um, I know that sounds like the kind of stupid conspiracy that we love to talk about this show, but uh, scientists in Antarctica were recently doing experiments and they got result. They were shooting these probes up in the air and they were falling down. They were timing them and all this stuff. And they were just like, this doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. So they then they're like, every time we shoot these probes up in the air, they come back and they, the timestamps on them are before we shot them up in the air. And so then they started like, can we just, what is going on? And, and NASA scientists have now confirmed that they have captured uh, materials, the freight, the word they used from this, parallel universe where time is running backwards from ours and they don't understand it but it's somehow dripping into our universe in antarctica and and scientifically verifiable experiments wow and that that to me suggests that like well maybe maybe there is something to this cern theory that that you know i mean uh outside of the cern laboratories there's a statue of shiva the the hindu god the destroyer god and and maybe maybe somehow you know stephen hawking's intuition was right that like we probably shouldn't be mucking around in this until I don't we know, have if there's thing. anyone who wants to go backwards in time i would think it would be stephen hawking <laughs> yeah right yeah 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 it's a wheelchair this thing all the way back to 88 miles an hour and get out of this thing yeah or um, or forward yeah. to the to the point of a cure and then come back yeah, that's sure, true. but then he's, he'd still be old as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'd I think he wants, he wants to be eighteen, where where he could more easily cheat on his spouse. <laughs> right, what yeah. a what a what a whammy if you like figure out time travel, but you don't realize that you also age. Mm. So I want to go like two hundred years in the future. <laughs> so sack of bones. And you're just, yeah, you're just yeah, you're just really old. You just show up, but I, it always makes you think. Did you watch Watchmen? Yeah. Love you that. remember when he tries to get uh, the the blue guy's powers, mm-hmm. and he goes in the machine, and then they open it, and his blood just yeah, <laughs> yeah just everywhere. Just... Man, that was fucking because <laughs> because it's so you you know it's it's the horror of death, but it's just like yeah. he's in there like here we go, and then he's blood. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. the best way to go, you know. Probably sure, sure. Big pink mist. That's the best way to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I want to I want to believe this. We we uh, we have talked at other times about parallel universes and the concept of of thin places. Thin places are these ideas that at times uh, realities can kind of bump up against one another, and that might be where ghosts come from or whatever. And so I I really want to believe that somehow the Mandela effect is a product of our own creation. But but when I believe that, then I start to get really scared. Um, like if, if, if we can start to replicate universes, create universe realities and black holes, I really do think that we're, we're looking at the end of what we consider reality. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm sure that antimatter bombs are so catastrophic that 
I don't really want to probably know. I guess in my mind, I'm always like, I go to the comforting angle where I'm like, oh, well, there's a universe where time reverses, and so I'll get to be alive again. Yeah. There's, all, there's always a desire for uh, uh, not dying in some way, shape, or form, an in, infinitude of existence mm-hmm. that I will always uh, seek some kind of comfort in. But not, Which, not in this, this, you wouldn't be in this here and now. You would be in a world where it was Oscar. Uh, I mean, as long Meyer. as the hot dogs taste good, I'm there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, but it, but you know, I mean, it, it, if we're only getting the minor sort of things, the universe where that stuff exists might be a world that's very different, right? Like, what if there's a universe where I'm an asshole? That's the worst. <laughs> Show up there and people are like, "This guy sucks." I'm like, "Oh man, yeah, that's a bummer." <laughs> Right. I mean, there could be a universe where you're more famous or much less famous. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Terrifying. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I just it it, it... is a universe where I'm hosting the small room at good nights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we always like to sort of uh, wrap up with final thoughts. And I don't know, Shane, if you have one at the ready. If not, mm. I think I probably do have. Yeah, I can. I can go. Uh, again, I think. I think uh, John Marcos pointed out plenty of ridiculous uh, ideas about the Mandela effect, and then this is uh, this is one that we're recovering um, again. And I think that there's always going to be stuff that's misremembered in uh, whether it's groupthink or just people are idiots. I'm an idiot. Sometimes I forget stuff normally, and it's not even you know because of CERN, but I think that something's happening with CERN, and I think we'll never know officially, because if they're changing reality, that's our reality. Like, we'll never be able to know that this is different. I think it just becomes part of the zeitgeist, and it changes immediately when you're zipped up with another another uh, parallel universe. Yeah, I that really uh, lends itself to my final thought, which uh, is very similar to when we talked recently about uh, simulation theory, that we live in a simulation and the theory that we li- if we live in a simulation now, we've probably always been in a simulation, and this is like the thousandth version. And if CERN really has torn a, a hole in the fabric of space-time continuum, then it probably means there's always been a hole in space-time continuum. Mm. And this, what we're experiencing now is just another iteration of something that's been going on for a long time. And that makes me go back to this idea that, like, I don't question whether the earth is round or flat. I question all of this sometimes um, in, a, in a real terrifying way. Mm-hmm. When you lay down in bed in that existential gloom, you're just like, I don't know if any of this has any meaning. Uh, yeah. And this always takes me there. Sure. I I think I can go either way. Uh, I, I was always fascinated by the... Um, the hard problem of consciousness. Mm. And one thing that always stuck with me is some philosopher uh, said, and again, this is, this is the layman's understanding of all this, where he said, uh, he said, we'll never discover what consciousness is because it's like a dog trying to understand algebra. It's literally incapable. And human beings, I think are filled with a kind of arrogance where we can't accept the idea that we would truly be incapable of understanding something so deeply as a dog, not being able to understand algebra, but, but clearly they, they couldn't, their brains don't, don't allow them to. And I think a lot of times with conspiracy theories, it acts like 
it can take the thing that we can't understand and it somehow affects the thing that we totally can understand. Mm. And uh, I, I would have to think about how to exactly apply that to the dog metaphor, but it, it, it would be like if the dog, you know, thought uh, the, somehow something he couldn't understand is why sometimes his food bowl was empty and sometimes it was full when really the answer was, well, when you are not in the room, a person who exists <laughs> that you don't see or smell in that moment walks in right. and pours a bag in, but to the dog, it's an unknown mysterious force. And so I, I, I don't think uh, these tangible examples reflect something that's so deeply non-understandable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I don't know if it's good or bad. I like I like to think in the positive way, just to call my existential angst that it, it could open up the possibility to all sorts of existence and time, but it could also open up the existence to unimaginable suffering. Uh, uh, sometimes when I, I sometimes Rick and Morty uh, is too depressing for me because <laughs> it will just like kind of conceptualize the idea of of different kinds of suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, so. I, I this particular conspiracy theory, I I I don't think this is the case. I think there's a much easier explanation. But I'm fascinated by the idea of of these bigger questions that I just yeah. don't think we can understand, mm-hmm. and we can try to draw whatever comfort or horror, yeah. depending on the mood, whatever <laughs> feeds the comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that I mean, what a great what a great final thought. Yeah, that was uh, good. To sum up a. a... A great conversation and uh we have uh you coming into town next weekend and we are super excited to see you at uh good nights comedy club upstairs room if you're listening and you haven't bought a ticket please just go on good nights comedy club get a ticket and uh enjoy the show yeah uh, we'll be there yeah we'll be there we hanging um, out could be uh, all higgs boson material yeah. <laughs> make sure you really bulk up on that before That's you start. Right. If, yeah. i like the idea that if you bomb you'd be like no 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 that i bombed in that other universe yeah yeah the higgs boson that's very funny. Yeah. oh i was here to see gian marco not uh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah i get a lot of people they're they're like are you i swear your name is john carlo and i'm like no <laughs> you're misremembering <laughs> gian marco uh where can folks find you on the on the social medias i'm everywhere online at john marco serezi it's long to spell so look at the show notes but it's at john marco serezi tiktok twitter instagram youtube all that shit and i got a youtube special i was an amazon special now it's on youtube called shelf life that's what i I filmed outdoors during the pandemic um uh and uh yeah come to good nights it's gonna be a good time i'm bringing i'm bringing i'm trying to you know get in at this club so this is the time to see me (laughs) big famous people and you'll be like that wasn't that great and it's because they don't care anymore i care and this is the last year i will so (laughs) so please come it'll be a good time i promise be awesome all right well listen this has been conspiracy beer me i'm still justin scranton i'm shane smith and this was (laughs) i'm giancarlo (laughs) serezi and this is beer me conspiracy (laughs) 